following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, July 22nd, 2021, season 17, episode number one. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are here in Oxnard, California. It is day one of Training Camp 2021, presented by American Airlines. I got Nick. I got Dave with me. Amber's out for a little while. She's going to be taking care of some business, but we're going to hold it down. And I'm just happy to be back around football on a day-to-day basis with no mask and just enjoying this beautiful weather. What about you guys? I am outstanding. Grinning from ear to ear. You got some new gear here? You got like a it's like a Colin Cowherd yeah, mic yeah, situation. Well, you know, that kind of happens at like the, the the more experience you get, then oh. they give you better equipment. Is that so right? maybe one day you'll okay. get you'll get there and they'll kinda hook you, you up. I like and, the headset. You know. you know, Derek's the type that, that he probably had that like last year, but he's like, it's gotta go out for episode one of next year. <laughs> yeah. You can't put He like it in. laid it out the night before, <laughs> like the first like outfit your clothes. of the school year. Yeah. 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 Well, I gotta give all credit to our producer Chris Beam. He hooked me up. He surprised surprised me with this beautiful microphone for me to be able to use during training Proud, camp. I'm here. And uh, and so here we go. Looks great. Happy Looks to be good. here, thrilled. Yes. Talk awesome. some football. It's it's actually football season. It's it's interesting cuz you said the same thing I think that that Jerry Jones mentioned yesterday in that opening press conference about and got pretty emotional about it mm-hmm. a couple times, but really just thinking about you know, the fact that last year we didn't have this opportunity. We were all sitting at home wondering if we were going to be able to see any practices. And then we got an opportunity to see some practices, but it was from afar. We were all masked up. It was just a very different experience. And I told I told you, Nick, I felt like all last season I really didn't have as good a handle on this team because during training camp is when we're thoroughly immersed in it. It's when we have the opportunity to really, really get to know these players. And every single day you're seeing them play and perform and getting an idea of what you think. And we just didn't have that last year. Hey, if this makes you feel better or worse, you know, I was very fortunate to, to be able to go to the games last year and be part of it. And, and I, I missed you guys for sure. It wasn't the same. But I, I didn't know what was going on with the team either. I was sitting right there, you know. I talked to these players after every game, and I hopefully – they, they get to know my eyes a little bit, but they yeah. haven't seen my face. You know, I mean, we got to do the interviews and stuff like that. But, you know, so, so yes, I, I hated it that you guys weren't, weren't with me on some of the games. None of us were at training camp like this. But I was very disconnected with the team, too, even though I was right there. It was, it was a different time. So I'm hoping that we get back to some bit of normalcy here. It's, it's, so, it's so cool. It's so good to be here. Like to, I can't even describe. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get emotional like Jerry Jones did, but, like, it – it feels good, man, like giving people hugs for the, you know, actually seeing other members of the beat for the first time in 15 months. There's John Mashota right there walking past us for the athletic. Patches. Uh, Patches. Like seeing, you know, I got to see and talk to some players when we flew out here and like getting situated, like saying hi to guys. Like, oh, yeah, like you still work here, huh? Like, <laughs> sure do. I know. You, you probably <laughs> didn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, it feels good, man, you know. The, the pandemic's not over. I know that. Like we were, and the, the league's going to have some challenges, and we're going to have some Milwaukee. challenges. It is. It, yeah, good I, I was yeah. watching the TV. The Deer the, District, uh, yeah. The, the Bucks game. I mean, I guess it's over in Milwaukee. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah we'll see. I, like, there's <laughs> there's pro- there's gonna be some hurdles for the league and yeah. for us. I mean, like, we have to get tested while we're out here. I think. Like, there's yeah, yeah. there's stuff to, that you gotta be mindful of, but it. It feels somewhat normal, and it feels really good. I will do almost anything they ask me to oh, do oh my to be able to resume our I'm, normal I'll lives. I'll do the shots again. Hey, if hey, I, let's I, go. Hey, whatever it takes. How many? Whatever. whatever. Let's go. Jerry Talk. said he'll do anything to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> he did say that, and we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, give, give the fans, though, a general sense of the, the sights and sounds out, out here. What looks the same? What looks different? Um, what are your, what's your feel being around the team? Just give me some general insights for fans to kind of know what, what the setup looks like. Well, from the sounds uh, standpoint there. As, I mean, the, as the as beat the, drops. Yeah, yeah, that and also it just so happens that, like, the marketing team is going to blow leaves or, you know, they're going to turn on their blower about it, about right when we start every time. This is going to be that's just going to be the way it is. So you'll you'll hear that those sounds for sure. <laughs> no, it's different now, guy. Like we're Mike McCarthy's got a new schedule. Like we he ain't does. got time to blow the leaves on the court. No. Right? Like they're playing music at practice now. That's going to be Just wait. But the background noise is going to be all the stuff, you know, people getting ready for practice if I had to what's, guess. What's the real answer to your question? Sorry, not the like, the real answer? Yeah, we're jacking You're supposed around. to give us that. I know, we're jacking around. I'm trying to think, what's the it question? It's just, it, it, which, I mean, I feel... Does it feel the same to you? No. I, there's a lot of things no. that we know that pro- from procedurally that's different, but does it feel the same? Okay, no. the three of us could sit here and whine all day about, the, and it is different. Like, you know, they've made accommodations for social distancing. It's nice to be around the team, but let's be real. Like, we don't have the same access as usual. Like, we're not really allowed to go where they go. They're kind of sequestered. They've got their own little separate bubble within the campus here at the hotel. Um, you know, there's trailers everywhere so that they, you know, the different groups can, I don't un- completely know why, but they, you know, every position group's got a trailer where they can kind of go and do their own thing. I'm not sure. Hard Knocks is here. Hard Knocks is here. Yeah, that's fifth on the and this list. Is, and this is McCarthy's first camp here, too. So, you know, that's why in the schedule's different, like he was saying. It was schedules earlier in the day, which – I think is going to be better for us. We'll see. I mean, but I think it is. It's going to be nice. Yeah. But you know, um, but there, there's, there's changes. There's a lot of differences. Still, you look up, you see this. You know, you see the the sunny skies and the and the weather, and we're all wearing long sleeves here. You that's. Know? I guess that's kind of the point I was going to make. Is I could write a I could write a book about everything that's different Do from it. a normal camp. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, like it's it's training camp in Oxnard at the River Ridge Hotel. Like it still feels kind of familiar, yeah. and like the right. team is still staying in the same rooms, and walking to the same cafeteria meetings. And I mean the schedule's different, but half these guys don't know what the old schedule was anyway. Uh, so uh, it it feels different, but the same. I know that doesn't make sense, but to me it does. Yeah, it absolutely does. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on. I want to talk a little bit about the. Uh, opening press conference. There were a number of storylines that came out of that press conference, and we've written around about them on DallasCowboys.com, so make sure you check that out. But um, just initially, give me some general impressions of what you thought coming out of that press conference of either of the three gentlemen on stage. You had Steve and Jerry and Mike McCarthy. Anything that stood out to you just as a general perception from the opening press conference? To be honest, uh, and we don't have, you know, I, I don't think people want to listen to this for an hour, but, like, I, I was shocked and encouraged by the vaccination stuff at the beginning of it because it, it's a tricky thing to get your hands on. Like, you're not going to hear concrete numbers. There's a, a certain degree of privacy that goes into it. I get all of that. But throughout the spring and the summer, I was like, man, like, are, 
the Cowboys, how are the Cowboys doing with their vaccination? You know, you're hearing reports like there's three teams where not even 50% of the team is vaccinated. I'm like, is that us? Is that, right? is that, <laughs> is that us? Uh, and so I got to camp kind of like, I wonder how many of these guys are doing this. And Jerry and Stephen Jones were like emphatic. And, you know, they're not going to give away names, nor should they. But for Jerry to say all but a handful of guys have taken steps toward getting vaccinated. And then five minutes later, Stephen Jones says, we're going to hit the 85% threshold and then some. That's amazing. And I don't, you know, if you have differing opinions about the vaccine, I don't really care. But just from the, the, from the standpoint of, like, this will help them be available to play games and not have to worry about rescheduling and forfeiture and all that stuff we had to deal with last year, that's incredible. And I, to be honest with you, I wasn't sure that was going to be the case when we got here. So that was really encouraging. General impression, Nick. My favorite part of the press conference was actually right before it. I thought, um, you know, we're all friends to uh, media guys here. Clarence Hill is one of the favorites for uh, all of us, and he has been. Recently lost his mother, and for Jerry Jones to come up to him like that. And, and I don't care what you, if he did it for with the cameras on, I don't care. It was the first time he saw, saw him. And he gave him, you know, nice condolences. I thought that was my favorite part of the press conference. That was cool. Sure. And, and not only that, but, you know, you talk about the cameras might have been there, but that's beside the point because he has, as Clarence put out on social, yeah. like he actually sent flowers was, to his mother's now, funeral. And so, now you got yeah. you to know this. When it comes to turning around and, and, and giving shots to the media, Clarence is always one that gets it from, you know, that's because yeah. he can take it. Dale yep. Hansen was one like that, and now he passed around to Mike Ducey and all that. That's, that's a – that's a you know that's a sign of respect really what it was so that was my favorite part of the press conference um, you know just like like they said the vaccination numbers were, were interesting and you know even though it has nothing to do with the current state of the team uh, it, it was it was very eye opening to hear his remarks about Jimmy Johnson you know <laughs> yeah. uh, I had not heard that part I had not heard him actually say that you know um, and. You know, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks with Jimmy going in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and we've heard some talks about how their, how their relationship is. Is it bad? Is it good? Is it bad? It's kind of you know, it's, it's taking more twists and turns than Six Flags. So, uh, but I, I hopefully it's it's better. And, and I thought what Jerry said yesterday was was something that was, you know, it was, it was interesting for sure. Which and I don't I don't want to make it too morbid. I have I do that sometimes. But like and but Jerry said this himself, so I'm not putting words in his mouth. But. That was shocking, right? And, like, you know, people were saying, like, I've been waiting decades to hear him say that. Uh, you know, like, it's it's my fault, and I'll never understand why I did that and messed up the thi- with, you know, everything with Jimmy Johnson. And then at the very end of the press conference, he said, um, he said, you know, I was sitting in there this time last year wondering if I'd ever have a chance to do this again. If I, you know, will I ever be in public talking to the media the way that I love to do and I've been doing for 30 years? Is that ever going to happen again? Which, you know, get to Jerry Jones' age, that's probably at the forefront of your mind a lot. And yeah. so, you know, I wonder, this is going to be, it's going to be interesting times because maybe Jerry Jones has a lot of stuff on his mind that he wasn't sure that he'd ever have a chance to say. And, you know, you get the chance to do it and you're like, well, no time like the present, I guess. Yeah, let's be honest. I think that this pandemic has probably changed all of our perspectives on life and the things that you took for granted, maybe, and some of those things that now that you have back, you feel like you really want to cherish them and appreciate them. So I think Jerry's probably no different in that way. Sure. Let me throw one more thing about Jimmy, Jerry. Um, I think, you know, it, it, it shows growth for both of them. Because Jimmy said a lot of things to it, I think, from what it sounds like he's going to say a lot more during his speech. 
um, you know, I think that they were trying to bury the hatchet or whatever. But, you know, the, Jimmy, I think his, there was some fault there, too. It was before I covered the team. But it wasn't. It was both of them. I mean, egos for both. And that's that's what happens in a lot of situations like this. I think they both have understood that, you know, they could have done something great. But Jimmy said several times, look at his track record. He doesn't stay in a place more than five or six years. I mean, that, that's kind of the way it was. He was looking to kind of move on, too. But they, I think that they've learned a lot from each other. But a lot, what you read on the comments from the fans, it's like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, fine, you admit that. But what about the next 25 years? You know, like, like what about lately here? Well, I mean, why can't we, haven't we fi figured that out? And that's, that's something Jerry said yesterday. He, he'd, he'd give anything to, to do that. Yeah, we're going to get to that a little bit later. They did say something that was very interesting. I thought about some of the reasons as to why they think they can be optimistic about this year, and we're going to talk about that a little later in the show. Um, before we go directly into the vaccinations, we're at a point where we could probably take our first break. So let's take our first break. When we come back from that, uh, I want to dive a little deeper into the conversation regarding the vaccinations. I want to talk a little bit about how much that helps the team uh, if they can get more of these guys vaccinated. Jerry gave us some numbers that actually make us feel like there is a good chance they're going to reach the threshold. So we're going to talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. Dallas Cowboys training camp presented by American Airlines is back in Oxnard. Check out all the excitement for free as fans can enjoy daily practices, activities, and more on the River Ridge Fields now through August 12th. And don't miss Cowboys back together on July 31st featuring live music, exclusive merchandise deals, prices, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash training camp for more information and practice times. Welcome back to the second segment of the break. We are live from Oxnard, California. It's day one of training camp here in Oxnard. Uh, let's talk about the opening press conference, particularly 
uh, the vaccination issue. Um, yesterday, Jerry said something that jumped out to me. He said, you know, there's only a handful of guys. And he mentioned, he said, when I say a handful, there's five fingers on a hand, not telling us that that's five, but giving us a strong indication that that's similar to the number, I would guess, of, of players that at this point are not committed to being vaccinated. What he means by that are guys that don't already have at least their first shot or waiting period for their second shot, um, or maybe they've committed to it and haven't gotten the shot, but they are committed to doing it, right? Um, right. That all being said, uh, and, and I'll go further than that, Stephen Jones also said that he thinks not only will they hit the threshold, he thinks they'll exceed it. That's the 85% that, that's been talked about. He said that has not been approved yet completely by the NFL, but that's at least being talked about. That all being said, talk to me about what this means for the team, them being able to get over that threshold with the NFL, NFL. and if there are any limitations uh, for the for the time that they haven't hit the threshold here in camp before they get to that point. Well, that's, that's a really good question about – the limitation like here in camp because I, I don't think it should be a big deal because you're not traveling until you go to the Hall of Fame game you're not interacting with anybody than other than guys that are here they have a testing center on site so I think they should be fine as long as they're here in this bubble I, it the, and I guess complications or whatever comes into play when you start traveling to Ohio and get deeper into the preseason and when the season comes up but that's the interest interesting thing and that's what Stephen Jones said is to your point, like, you know, you got your waiting period between shots, you got your waiting period after your shots where you're waiting for it to take full effect. But Stephen Jones said, like, taking all that into account, he thinks they'll be at or above that threshold in due time, which is, like I said, that's really impressive and undoubtedly gives them an advantage. Like, it's a big deal because of the way the NFL is sort of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The way, the way the NFL is handling this, like, being at that threshold means a lot just in terms of your ability to be available. Yeah, I mean, I, my understanding is that the difference between the guys that are that are vaccinated and not is just, it's just more on them, the nuisance of, of what they have to do, test more, wear a mask more. It cannot be in the same meeting room or at least in the same spot in the meeting room. They couldn't be like this. They'd have to be over here, you know. So, and, and I think those players were warned that beforehand and said this is how it's going to be. Are you sure this is what your stance is on this? Because this is what's going to happen at training camp, and this is what how things are going to be. And, you know, maybe I'm sure more vaccinations were done based off of that. Now, there's some that are still, for, for whatever the reasons, not, you know, not doing it. Which, and you're right. And, like, I, you know, the conversation changes when you get closer to the season. And I, I believe, like, if you're not working on it by now, then you're subject to those protocols until we get back from training camp, right? right? right. Yeah, so you could go get the shot tomorrow, and at this point it doesn't matter. Not like, for camp. Right. Not for camp, yeah. But what's interesting, and I looked this up after, like I was writing a story about it yesterday, when we get closer to the season, it matters for more than the player's personal convenience too because you know i'm reading off of the memo right here fully vaccinated individuals exposed to a covid positive person will not be labeled a high risk contact and will not have to self-isolate yep. so being vaccinated matters in the sense of remember last year where on tuesday it was so and so yeah was in contact with somebody and will be out for the game on sunday mm -hmm. like if you're vaccinated that doesn't happen right which and that's what i'm talking about when i say it's important to competitive advantage it's unfortunate that this issue has become politicized, but regardless of your political feeling on it, guys being vaccinated means guys have a much less 
low, like a much lower chance of missing game time, which at the end of the day is what people care about. Essentially, unless you test positive, you won't have to miss a game, right? right? Yes, right. and so that and that's that's what I'm keeping an eye on. So again, the fact that if it's really only five out of ninety that haven't done anything on the first day of training camp. That is amazing news for the Cowboys when, you, well, first of all, you cut the roster from 90 to 53 anyway. Yeah. And then on top of that, you got, you know, we still got, what, eight weeks until they actually are practicing for a game, six weeks, whatever it is. So if they're there here, like if they're at this point in July, that's great news for September. Yeah. One of the interesting things, I don't know if you guys saw it. I assume you did. Michael Irvin had some comments uh, last week, I think it was, or maybe even earlier this week, where he was talking about, the his his idea of or his impression of players that decide not to get vaccinated his argument was he doesn't think they're completely committed to winning and jerry was asked about this yesterday and jerry's retort really was around the idea that yeah he says i i he thought he was spot on spot on he thought it was influential but he also believes that the point of what michael was saying is that players expect one another to do things that are above and beyond for the purposes of the team and this is one of those things that gets beyond what, whatever your selfish desire might be. And I don't want to say it in the wrong way when I say selfish. I'm not meaning that in negative mm-hmm. terms. I'm just saying whatever your desire is as a person, as an individual, has to be in a lot of instances for the purposes of football and the NFL and how teammates look at one another has to sometimes be put to the side and you have to do what's good for the team. And as you were saying, this has some benefits for the team if more people are vaccinated. My question for you guys is, do you agree with uh, Michael's stance on this? I do. Absolutely. Which, again, like, you know, I'm sorry if it offends people that are listening. Like, I don't I don't see this as a political issue. I just think it's smart and easy. And the American healthcare system has put, like, crazy resources into making this thing available. And, like, by and large, I there's going to be risk for all of this stuff. There always has been, by the way, for, like, every vaccine. But it's minuscule. And it does wonders to have i've had it since march and i've been out living my life a lot more than i have been the last year no complaints so far um you it, have a little extra growth over there on your yeah, left yeah, yeah. side I but, have that, an extra, but that's what's not have an extra appendage yeah um <laughs> so I, I i don't I, I i don't see it as a debate and that's i mean if you do i, I okay I, I got nothing for you i don't know but it's a minor thing that you can do to make your life easier and the team's life better and you know give your team a better chance i went the fuller context of michael's quote i thought was interesting too because he's uh you know, he said this could be a healthy guy missing two games because of this and in this league that could be it for you like and if the right person misses two weeks that's it your ass is out and lord knows that's true and that would be that would suck for the Cowboys or for anybody else if, you know, you had an easy path to making this all easier and didn't do it. So, Nick? I mean, I I, I love Michael Irvin. I mean, I, I, he's, he's passionate about it. But, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to speak for everybody in this situation. Um, I understand that part right there. I, I do get it. But you got to remember, like, everybody here knows three to four or five, maybe more people that haven't taken it. We all know, have a few when you think about that, what are the reasons why they're not taking it? They're they're all over the map. There's different reasons. So so it it, it, it is hard to say. Well, hey, you know why aren't you doing this? You should be doing it all for the betterment of the team. Um, in some cases, you could say, well, 
I'm willing to do all of these things. I have to test every day. I wear a mask. I can't sit with my team. I can't do certain things. So you're saying I'm not all in and I'm sticking to my guns on what I believe in. Maybe you could argue that I'm actually more all in than any of them because I'm doing all this despite that. Because you know, they believe in the reason why they're not taking the vaccine or whatever. They're still willing to do all of the other things. So, um, But that's why this is so tricky because that person could be doing everything right. And, and, and their wife and their kids would come home from school, and then they have it, and next thing you know, you're out two games. Yeah. So it, it's just hard to say what not taking the vaccine is going, how it's going to affect the team. I think it's very general for Michael to say that. And, you know, it's I, – I agree that, you know, you should be kind of be all in. We have to do things for their work. Some people do it. Some people don't. And, you know, it, it comes down to different reasons. So it's very hard to kind of say you're right, you're wrong, because it's certainly not a black and white issue. I guess uh, – and good reasons for not getting it do exist, and I'm willing to listen to those. But by and large – and not to go off on a tangent, but there's just so much bad faith discourse around this thing at this point in time. It gets frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is – and, not, again, I don't want us to get too political, but – it's gone from being a medical question in in some people's minds to being more of a political question. And sure. so anytime that happens, then you're going to have just splits because people ideologically and, and from a political standpoint are split, right? And probably more now in our country than ever before. So that's a problem with all of this is that it has become a, a political issue instead of rather just a medical issue where we may have had a lot less division on this if it was just a medical question. And like you said, Nick, there are some people that have some very legitimate medical concerns that preclude them from wanting to be vaccinated and some of those i've heard from people and i say oh i kind of get that i yeah. kind of understand that yeah let's uh, let's move on though i do want to talk about uh we had we had mentioned a little earlier nikki i think dave might have thrown something out there talking about uh the the championship level uh, uh the cowboys getting back to that championship level of the 90s um and jerry was asked about that yesterday and it actually it spun off into a, a thought that that nick i think you were making or dave you were making oh it was, was, it, not, was it nick, nick say okay it. so yeah. basically what, what happened was jerry's asked about can you get back to the 90s days and and the first thing he mentioned was well first thing can you give me another charles haley and then he went on and he said okay and and I, you know that Deion sanders I, i'll take another one of him too and by the way Absolutely great players, Hall of Fame players, uh, some of the best to do it at their positions for what they did. I, I think you'd be, I think it's a fair statement to say Charles Haley is one of the best pass rushers in the history of the NFL, and I think it's fair to say Deion Sanders may be the very best cornerback in the history of the NFL. Coach Prime, careful. Coach Prime, here he. I can't call him Deion anymore. He's particular about that. That's what I've heard. Well, he can come and talk to me about that if he has a problem with it. But anyway, um, I, I, those two things, I, I get all that. But my question for you is, do you think the Cowboys have done all that they can do in order to get Sorry. that caliber of player? Because those were both free agent signings. Have they yeah. done all they can do? No, they haven't at all. C.J. Goodwin, I think, was their best free agent signing this year. No offense to him. Great C.J. is a good special teams player. Exactly. Stop it. He is. He's a no, real, I'm, I'm he being very he's honest. A, he's a special no, teams player. Special he player. is. But to, like, try yes, to I even get, jokingly but act to, like it's a great, you know, no, but, 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 huge step. And that was a great signing. It was. It, it, that was good. That was their best one. That That's what they do. They they have taken a different approach to this. They they were they were going to get those guys, uh, you know, Dion and Charles Haley. Now, last year they signed a bunch of names. That's all they were, were names. Former first-rounders. Don Tari Poe, Ha Ha, I mean, 
you know, we knew who was laughing at the end of all that, and that's a, that's the fans that that don't like the Cowboys. I mean, those are some really bad, but they're not making splashes. The, the, they don't do that in free agency. They they haven't gone to do that. They haven't gone all in to do that kind of stuff. So there's no way you're going to get a Dion, Charles Haley, those type of guys in free agency because that's not their approach. That is, it's ironic. With, and I'm young, I'm sorry. Like they, Charles Haley was a trade, right? Yeah. So they took a big swing to get Charles. And then how many times have we heard the story, Stephen Jones was so incensed at what Jerry wanted to pay Dion <laughs> to get him here that they, like, fought. He pushed him up against that. Like, that's, he's like, are you crazy? Like, it turned out. It, it turned work. out. It yeah. turned out great. Yeah. I'm, what? When have the Cowboys done something like that? I've been. This is year nine, by the way. Yeah. I still think of myself as the new guy, and it's just not true anymore. <laughs> and they haven't done anything like that in the whole time I've been here. But in all fairness, I think they would probably say we took shots. They didn't work out. Sure. They took shots at Galloway. They took shots at Roy Williams, who they thought were great players. It didn't work out. Those those things happened like 20 years ago. <laughs> I get that. I'm, I'm saying Greg though, Hardy. But, but the ones Greg, that, Greg Hardy. But my, that's my about point, as close as no, it comes. But listen, my point. My point is that doing those things back, back to back in the early 2000s, late 90s, maybe that made them say, I don't know if we right. can keep doing this. Right? We can't. Maybe it's not the same day as us being able to get a, a Charles Haley or us being able to get a Deion Sanders. We just like that's not working for us. We got to do something a little steadier than doing that, and and then screwing ourselves for years after that because it doesn't work out. Yeah, right? but right, but I mean that's what I'm saying though that you can't you can't say every morning that I hope I win the lottery and you don't ever play. <laughs> that's what happens. People say, God, if I win the lottery one day, it's like, have you ever bought a scratch off ticket? Like, no, not really. So you're not gonna win. Yeah. They don't knock on your door. It's not. Publisher's Clearinghouse, I and mean, that doesn't work. Does that still exist? I don't know. Even if it does, I think you had to sign up for something <laughs> right. to get the, the guy coming in here. And the bottom. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> photo op. <laughs> yeah. Always got to be ready for the gotta photo ready. op. Right. The crusher's coming by. Bone crusher. Um, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Just oh oh the, the draft. I mean you're, yeah. that's just not the approach. The approach isn't to go and, and get that guy, and so they can luck into it. And and, and they're always looking for bargains. Yeah. I think one of the best free agent signings that they've had since I was here. I've been here twenty something years. Leroy Glover. Yeah. Even Leroy Glover was a two week into free agency. His number went down. They went and they got him. You know, you know, trying to be a phenomenal player. For I mean, that Brandon Carr. So much. Oh, Glover for the young, Saints. Young guy. Saints fan, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would imagine. You know, they went out and, and made a splash for Brandon Carr. That's what. That's one of. The, that's one of the few that they've gone. You know, right off the st- you know starter free agency. Yeah. And Brandon Carr was a good player. He was a good player. People remember for Odell making a ridiculous catch around him, or the fact that he didn't get interceptions or whatever. He was a good player. He's an outstanding standing person in the community and all that no one cares about that but they 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 care about him making plays and all that and he was just he was okay and he yeah. really wasn't worth the 10 million a year they no. tried they put it out there yeah but again those are those are the kind of things that maybe make them say we have tried it just yeah. didn't we didn't get the result that's as, that's as fine and, and you know what and it, it it comes with the dinner we love to say that like jerry jones has a lot of great things going for him he's he runs the dallas cowboys he's Got a boatload of money. He's got an actual boat. He's, I mean, <laughs> he gets to be like he, you know, he's the most powerful owner in the NFL. But the one bad thing of all of that is until he gets back to the mountaintop, that it's just you're, you're going to get anytime you say anything like that, you're going to get dogged because 
generations, like how many generations of Cowboy fans now are just rolling their eyes at this point, saying like, yeah, we hear this every July. And that's just that's just the story. That's just what it's going to be until you do it. Hey. It wouldn't matter. They could have gone out. They could have gotten Earl Thomas. And if they still had the same results, people would be like, well, yeah, you're stupid. Well, you should have known Earl Thomas was exactly washed up. Okay. So it's just... You're, it's not damned if you do and damned if you don't. Well, it is, you're, but you're just damned until you do it. It's it, the it result. It doesn't matter. matter. But that's okay, though. Matter. I mean, but, but, like, you wouldn't really want it either way. You could roll your eyes and say, I've heard this before, but, I mean, think about it. Like, like even for us, work and stuff like that, everybody's, you know, they know, you guys know how I am or how you are, you know, like, I'll get mad about the stupidest stuff, right? The little things that have, I, I, it'll, it'll annoy me. The day that stops annoying me, get me out of here. Get me out of here. If I stop caring, yeah. then then it's over. And that's the thing. If Jerry doesn't keep that thing, that saying, if he if he comes to training camp one year and says, I, you know, I don't I don't know, you know, I don't know, William, I don't know, it's, it's going to be kind of tough this year. Then, you know, maybe it's like, all right, this this isn't time. Which is ironic because one of the best seasons one of the in years recent memory. Was I knew you were going to say that. Jerry was like, we, you know, we got an uphill, uphill battle. battle. We're probably not going to be a very good team. And, and that's the year. 13-3, yeah. wasn't it? No, 12-4. Oh, the, 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 the 2014. Romo yeah. could have been MVP and just great year all around. So yeah, maybe he should try to yeah, downplay yeah, it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, get up there and say, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, it, like I said, it's he did say this is the most challenges they've ever faced before entering a season. I don't know if he said that. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't you're know right. if it, that was protocol stuff or whatever it's probably a little bit of everything yeah behind everything but i would i would suspect that's you know I, I it's hard for me to think that anything was worse than or harder than last year like last yep. year probably was the hardest yeah. that any of us including the team including the coaches have ever experienced was for me of doing your job here in the nfl no, yeah i just i it reminds and you know we live in dallas i know not everybody listening does but you know, the Mavericks are kind of in a similar situation where they have a very hands-on owner and everybody's stressed out about how Mark Cuban's going to handle putting a good team around Luka. And is Mark Cuban a problem? Does he talk too much and, for, like, drive people away? Like, it's very similar for Jerry Jones. And I've always said, give me the guy who cares too much over the guy who's just using this as a way to make money and have a tax write-off. Like, give me, give me Jerry Jones every single time in terms of like I want the owner that wants to win as much as I do but at the same time you're gonna get criticized until you get the results it's just right. it just is what That's it is part of it. and at this point is, is it 26 years now I don't even mm -hmm. know it's 25 26 yeah something like that with the best intentions doesn't matter whatever you say is just gonna get an eye roll at this point you're just the fans are just gonna roll their eyes until you prove that they shouldn't Right. It is what it is. We're going to take our final break. When we come back from that break, we're going to Talk jump football. a little bit farther into this <laughs> 90s conversation. He no, said there were, there were some things that he's pointed out the as reasons is, why. So, no. No, no we're not going to talk football. No, no we are going to talk football. We're going to talk about it from the standpoint of reasons why they are optimistic that this year could be a year that they could get back uh, to some level of of, of success uh, in the NFL. We're going to go through those, and you guys are going to rate them for us. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. 
Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single-game standing room-only tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. Welcome back to the final segment of The Break. We are live from Oxnard, California. Just so you guys are aware, today at 10 a.m., and actually this is going to be most days while we're out here to camp, uh, Coach McCarthy will have his daily press conference. That'll be You can catch it live on all of our channels. DallasCowboys.com, Cowboys Mobile, our connected TV app on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV, um, as well as on our social channel. So it'll be everywhere, yeah. uh, and you can check it out. Uh, that, they're coming up today. We might have a little bit of a little bit of news there, Nick. You, you're hearing some things. Well, the, I mean, this is the time where they, you know, first press conference, they're going to announce some injuries, you know, designations, uh, PUP, physically unable to perform. It's an active PUP list, which means. It's not the, not the list that they'll be out for six games or something like that. It, it, the, they, they can count, always slide. They count to the 90-man roster. They're not going to be able to practice until they're healthy. Then they get off the PUP list. So there's going to be some names like that, guys that are coming off some injuries, some surgeries. I think Amari Cooper will be in there, D-Law. Um, didn't really hear a lot in the summer about Greg Zerline, but I think Greg Zerline's dealing with a back injury that's going to keep him on there, which – you know, there's mm. a lot. There's backups at receiver and defensive line. There's not a backup kicker. Going to say here. that's yeah, that's so troubling. It's worrisome. Yeah, look yeah. for Hunter Nice Wonder to be doing some of that. Um, he can do everything, kickoff, punt, and all that. Um, we'll see if he's a jack of all trades, master of none, or he can be a jack of all trades, everything. So that's wonderful. He's trying to battle with with anger for the punting job, job yeah. and all of a sudden he has to kick off. And who who's holding? Anger? I don't. You know, like like I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, it's going to be interesting to how that how that plays in. in and I guess we'll see on the severity of it, because I mean, people get worked up about PUP in training camp, but like, and and sometimes it is serious, but sometimes you're on it for like four days. Like right. they just don't want you out there until you're ready. Sometimes it's because you're out of shape. Yeah, exactly. You have the yesterday they had their their testing, yeah. uh, where they kind of figure out where everybody is physically, and so you might come out of that, and there may be some things they're like, yeah, get him some work with the trainers, just just kind of getting him in shape, and then we'll put him out on the field. But if it is serious with Zerline, again, you know, I don't I don't care if Amari Cooper's practicing. He's fine. He'll be good to go, and there's eight other receivers. But 
Zerline, <laughs> you only have one kicker, and they also have a roster spot right now. They waived a receiver when we got here, or like the day we left. And so I wonder if they would bring a guy in to help with that, because that's awesome that Hunter can do everything, but probably don't want him to, yeah. or maybe want to see what somebody else can do. I don't know. That's interesting. How old is Zerline? He's been in the league for a while. Thirty-two. He's, yeah, he's in his. <laughs> Take a while, guess. I don't know. He's, in he's an older guy. I, I guess he's in the thirty-three. Place. Yeah, that, that just you know I I've said this before on the show, and it was typically we were talking about offensive linemen, but I get really nervous when when players start having back issues, um, because it's that's not something that necessarily necessarily I'm gonna say uh, gets better over time. Even if you get you know whatever you're gonna get done to it, it doesn't necessarily get better over time, and so. That's something worth keeping an eye on if, if he's starting to starting on PUP and and uh, you know just seeing where that all develops, seeing what they think the prognosis is, and I think we also should follow the tea leaves. They start bringing in guys. Oh yeah. Then uh, sure. then you then you really start wondering kind of what the, the long term. Just the, and for again, uh, this is important to note too. And I don't know do, how many practices are going to be unpadded because that's it's a normal they have a total of thirteen practices. And the first padded practice is next Wednesday, the 28th. So right. they have a practice today, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. So there are four Which practices that are unpadded. Back in, in the Garrett tenure, it was normal to do two unpadded just to kind of get everybody acclimated. It's going to be more than that. And so are you that's, sure that's not a league? Because I know. No, no, no. It, it is. It's, okay, it's yeah. not. A, I, yeah. I just so I designated it by Garrett. Cupcake here. It's no. Just, I mean, it's the league rules, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the point is, we're gonna have a much longer wait. We're gonna have a much longer wait than we're used to for yeah. the real deal. And so, I'm even less worried than I normally would be about this. And to, and one of these injuries, I bet, is actually significant. Just playing the numbers, but I'm not gonna sweat about it until we have a chance to see some practices and see what's going on. Okay. We will also, um, and I think that the, the conversation we were going to get into is going to be a little bit deeper than, than the four minutes that we have. stuff. So we'll, we'll save that. Um, but I do want to give everybody an idea of what they can expect during the time that we're out here at training camp. We will be doing a podcast like this one every morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time. That's 11 a.m. back central time. Uh, it will alternate between our group and Talking Cowboys. Uh, Talking Cowboys with Kyle Yeomans will host that show with Rob Phillips and with Mickey Spagnola. Uh, we will also, in the afternoons, uh, or actually it's afternoon back in Dallas, it will be 10.30 here after uh, Coach McCarthy's press conference uh, every day. We will have uh, two shows that, are, that will also be alternating. We'll have uh, Players Lounge, uh, and we will also have Hanging with the Boys. Those two will alternate at 10.30 Pacific time every day, Monday through Friday. Um, and then uh, in the afternoon, we have a new show we'll be rolling out for you guys at 3 p.m. It'll be a, a show about uh, practice. Uh, it'll only happen on days that there is practice, and it'll be a recap of, of what the sights and sounds were at practice, the guys that played well, uh, any highlight moments, any things that may, may have gone wrong for the team during those practices. Uh, but that's kind of the layout of the type of content we're going to be putting out for you guys from a podcast standpoint here every day on DallasCowboys.com and all of our channels. So we're going to wrap this thing up. We will be back with you again, our crew, on Saturday. Um, we will talk a lot about uh, some more things that we had from that opening press conference that we didn't get a chance to get to today. Uh, until then, for Nick Eatman and Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!